Welcome back to DMnestics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I am one of your hosts, DM Neil, aka Jote Maniac. And I'm your other host, DM Celeste, aka Sea Witch. <gasps> and today we have another super set episode for you going back in time. Wow, I'm super excited. Oh, no. I don't yep. know how I feel about uh, that. It's okay. <laughs> so on this one, the original episode was called Tipping the Scales. Ooh. Because it was basically we posted a whole bunch of pictures about dragons and then taking the time to flesh those out of like their name, their locale, minions, special attacks, everything you could possibly need to drop a dragon into your game. Oh, I'm so excited. I feel like dragons never get enough lore love um, in this in this latest installment of D&D. So I'm very excited to hear what you all come up with. I will take a moment to wholeheartedly agree that <laughs> they at some point became more hit points than. Yeah, more like, you know, beasts instead of these like ancient powerful beings yeah so definitely check check this episode out to learn how to add some dragons also at one point i think we create one where it's a red and a black combined whoa watch out let's do all the magic combinations (laughs) (gasps) done but with that let's head to the workout already in progress well i think that's smashing And admittedly, this one got a lot of love from the forum users. So much so that number three, within the span of like 30 minutes, got three entries because the people hadn't realized that other people had been posting entries. And it's amazing. And I think it actually works if anyone was, if a dragon was going to be chosen. I think this one works the best because it almost looks like. A storm cloud formed into a dragon spitting lightning. And so I feel like through the history of Dayaimbe, this epic storm cloud has hit the world several times. And these are the tellings of why it was and how it was. But Mm. each generation giving it a new name. Yeah. And rather than tell you all about the three entries, we went ahead and chose some different ones. So for the first one, it's from DM Starhelm. And... The name of the dragon is Vacuvinos, the Perfection, also known as Vacuvinos, the Mad, though none would dare say this to his face. And the picture for this one is kind of a, it looks like a white dragon, but deep, deep within a forest. So I don't know if maybe the forest is far enough north that it gets cold enough that that could work or what, or if it's more of a chameleon dragon because the back half looks more dark and possibly green and Yeah, so I'm not really sure which one that is, but there is a knight on a horse trying to walk up to Vacuvinos. And the reason for notoriety for this dragon is that it demands a toll of tribute to any who would pass through his forest domain. In its lair, the towers, a sprawling forest of giant sequoia or redwood-like trees that the King's Road runs through. His lair specifically is one of the massive trees hollowed out and fortified with defenses and traps to protect his horde, which is super awesome. As someone who lives in California, I have definitely seen trees Mm -hmm. that might fit that bill. So the minions of Vacuvinos. Vacuvinos has enthralled and unified the various tribes of humanoids that once lived in his region of the forest, including lizard folk, 
gnolls, goblins, and bugbears. They serve him slavishly and treat him as a god. Because if they refuse, he devours them. Makes sense. Very dragon-like. Mm-hmm. He also has a family of powerful trolls that serve as his lieutenants. Special attack. Vacuvinos has a powerful hypnotic gaze he uses to cow and manipulate his subjects. When using his frightful presence feature, he may choose to charm instead of frighten. That's super cool. And terrifying. Mm-hmm. I mean, as yeah. crappy as it is to be in a dragon fight and half your party just run away for the next, like, ten rounds, to have half of them turn on the other half? Oof. Yikes. Bad news. Some additional information that DM Starhelm put in for us is that Vacuvinos is quite mad and truly believes he is the pinnacle of perfection and has ascended to godhood. This madness might also explain why we have a white dragon in the forest. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. He thinks he's in the tundra, but he's not. Not so much. He demands tribute of all who would use the king's road that passes through his domain. His minions worship him and constantly pillage and raid whatever they can give to him for further tribute and try to earn his good graces. Fortunately and inexplicably, he has so far been quite merciful to those who quickly surrender tribute. So far, nobody has been brave enough to take up the task of removing him. And until the situation escalates, the kingdom around him reluctantly views him as a necessary evil. (laughs) I like how it just says the kingdom. Yes. (laughs) The area. Like there's a a kingdom in this world that's just called kingdom. (laughs) I think it's also impressive that he came up with all that cool stuff coming out of a 12 hour overnight shift. I would be way more tired and probably have not gotten on the forums, but it shows the commitment level of our awesome community on the forums. Agreed. The next one we're going to highlight was posted by GM Yoshi, who I'm pretty sure Yoshi's a dragon. I'm not totally, you know, up on my Mario lore, but he seems like a dragon to me. He's got some of the required components, but he's not, he's still kind of like in baby mode. Yeah, well, he just comes out of an egg every time you get to him. Yeah, exactly. So GM Yoshi, the one he picked, I believe it was the second one on the list. And it's like a black dragon, but glowing out of its insides and laced within its mighty wings is like a very like ominous glowing purple. This dragon is sitting atop a gigantic skull in a swamp as... It's a nice greenish, you know, palish, nasty death fog kind of lifts off the waters. That's what I want you to be imagining in your mind as I read you this dragon, because that's the picture that he used for motivation. So he named this dragon Zaidu the Devourer. The reason for this dragon's notoriety is it was created by the void itself to prevent any form of eternal afterlife. Zaidu came to be in the Void's struggle to have only perfect nothingness. It gave Zaidu an ever-consuming hunger to feed on the souls of those who have died. The souls that have been devoured by Zaidu vanish into the Void. In the beginning, he was sent against heaven and hell. After battling with the gods for centuries, they discovered that he could not be destroyed by them. With this knowledge, the gods banished Zaidu to the mortal plane that he may never plague those whose souls have already entered the afterlife. Uh, that's pretty intense. I mean, for this dragon to be a big enough, yeah. you know, player to be tangoing and, you know, just tussling with gods, that's that's pretty beast mode. It makes me think, and I don't know if this was intentional, but to 
created by the void itself, or if that was Vatahil, the god of nothingness mm. that was created in yeah. the, the Pantheon, which, I mean, this sounds exactly like that. So if not, yeah. then amazing coincidence. If so, well played, GM Yoshi. Well played. Yes, well played. So his lair slash locale, it says Zaidu lives in the swamp that remains where once the great city Akat stood it is now known as the fin of souls so i don't know what happened to the city but it sounds like it pretty well got wiped off the map and now there's just a nasty swamp you know there's a nasty bog where it used to be to quote sam gamgee it probably has a horrid stench and i wouldn't be surprised if there were dead things you know dead faces in the water zaidu is a, a scary dude his minions being a servant of the void Zaidu has the aid of any lesser void servants. So he doesn't really go into detail about what those are, but that gives us, you know, the liberty of thinking about what those could be or maybe fleshing those out in a later DMnastics challenge. Zaidu's special attack, and this is kind of the reason I picked this one because I think this is really cool. When Zaidu takes the killing blow on a creature, he eats their soul and regains 10d6 health and gains a plus two to all of his attacks for 1d4 rounds. He may also do this as a standard action to a recently killed creature. This permanently destroys the creature's soul. That's really scary for a lot of reasons, but for me it's scary because if you know if my players are going up against this, in my world, if your soul gets destroyed, you can't be resurrected. Oh yeah. And, and I don't know if that's how it is across, you know, most people's settings, but that makes this dragon really scary for your players. I mean, for me personally, I would think short of like a, a campaign specifically to go get, go reform, recreate something like an epic high level quest to get that person's soul back. It's done. There's no wishing. There's no wanting. It's over. And I'm sure most of you probably wrote off the film Gods of Egypt as going to be a ridiculous over-the-top film, which it was. But I recently saw it with my young nephews, and that's kind of the plot of that story is um, basically a mortal is trying to get his girlfriend's soul back. And so he kind of gets involved with this giant battle of the gods to try and get her soul back. So go see it. It's actually pretty exciting and fun. All right. We've got a dragon to make up. And yeah, we do. Like I said, this one has seen more than enough love, and we have one dragon to choose from. So there's that. <laughs> we have to name it. I I mean, this name doesn't really fit, but I based off the picture. So the picture for for those of you who are not on the forums currently, while you're listening to this episode, is a huge red dragon but to say he's a red dragon is kind of a falsehood he also has black wings kind of like a blackish chrome stripe down the middle he has in his chest a golden orb of some kind he also has one of these in between his two eyes so part of me wants to name him tony stark but i don't think that would really fit with the setting uh, 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 no i don't think so either but I'm totally going to make his special attack be a beam out of that chest orb. Nice. Um, so what do you think for a name? Uh, well, I always cheat. It's not cheating. It's using the tools at my disposal. Exactly. Fantasy name generator. Uh, yep. Ever-changing book of names. All right. What do you got for me? I have 
Nikesindrin. Nikesindrin. Love it. Mm-hmm. Done. So N-A-K-E-Z-E-N-D-R-E-N. Nikesindrin. And I want to say, well, okay, so that was our first question, and by far the hardest. What is our next question? Reason for notoriety. Ah, easy enough. Nikesindrin has notoriety because she is, in fact, Ooh. two dragons forced together by whatever we want to say that that golden orb in the chest is. Yes. Because essentially it's a combination of a black and a red, and they've yes. been fused together by some crazy magic, but this that I, I, chest yeah. piece mm-hmm. is the key. Yeah, it is. Wow. Brilliant. The lair, the locale. I mean, we could go with the picture, which has them in like a frozen wasteland, or we could come up with something else. It doesn't make a ton of sense, but... <laughs> no. Maybe deep what? within the earth, after being <gasps> merged into one, it just... Get out of my in. head! I can't. Get out of my I head! Gotta, I gotta be That's amazing. That's exactly what I was thinking. I would say like the upper Underdark area. Yeah. Wherever that sits. But easy access to... Human flesh. Human, yes, human flesh. <laughs> it, like an easy access tunnel out to the mainland, if you will, and oh, yeah. ability to terrorize at the beck and call of whoever can control this golden orb. What should Absolutely. we call it? But I was thinking it should be made by a gnome tinkerer, and he thought that it would destroy the dragons, but instead it merged them into one massive dragon. And so people are like afraid oh. to remove it now. Because if you try to remove it, then you got to fight two dragons at once. Think of the amazing epic quest and the dominoes that had to get stacked to get the two ancient red and black together and be like, we got it, guys. Fire up the orb. Whoop. Like, yeah, like, oh, like they thought it was going to no. be a trap or something. Like they thought it was like a pokeball. But instead of trapping yeah. the dragons inside it, it like merged them into, it like trapped them inside each other. Then it's um, interesting because like when you go up and like you talk to this dragon, like which one are you talking to? Do they switch back and forth? Is it like Gollum? Smeagol where like they, they like have multiple personalities and you might insult one by saying something to the other. Interesting. It's good. I like that it's idea. Good. It's good. Well, what about minions? Minions. I don't know. Any that doesn't make sense. I don't. In kobolds. some ways, yeah, classic. I mean, it's it's an easy go to. My campaign right now is full of kobolds. Two sessions ago, my players killed like fifteen of them. It was awesome. So oh, kobolds nice. is my vote for sure. Okay, I'll say kobolds. Kobolds, however you want to pronounce that, is when it is black. And that it works with the drow when it is red. Nice. I like that. But then it's like this weird crapshoot. Like the kobolds could go in there and just like get demolished. But so could the drow. It's just a total roll of the dice on which dragon they get. And they always Mm -hmm. have to be prepared for getting the wrong one. Yep. (laughs) Always be prepared. Iron Man me. What is the special attack that comes from the Iron Man chest piece? Okay. Well... I mean, obviously, red dragons can breathe fire. So black dragons, I believe, they breathe like poison clouds. Correct. I'm with you still. So I'm thinking that out of this central crystal orb golden beam, it shoots a beam that is made of fire. But anything that gets ignited by that fire beam, the smoke of that is like a poison cloud. It's not just like normal smoke inhalation. This is like reduces like your con ability score by one if you fail some sort of dice roll. 
So you got to dodge. You got to do like a deck save to dodge the fire beam. And then everything around you is on fire and the smoke is like killing you. That's my that's my boat. Oh, and obviously the scale would be bigger. Huh? Scale? See what I did? Mm. Did I, that one? I did not mean to. The previous one, obviously, I did. But the it would almost be like an amplified version of a fireball that leaves behind a stinking cloud. Yes, precisely. Do Love it. it. Amazing. <laughs> Man, that was amazing. Whoa, 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 whoa. If you liked that episode and you want to, you know what you should do? Maybe you're listening on your phone. Just pull up your phone. Go to the app. Leave us a review. It's great. Whoa, give us some stars. Just You can just tap a button and give us some stars. Done. Speaking of people that you should give stars, you should go over and you should listen to and love Bombarded because they are the amazing people that helped us with our intro and outro music. And you can do all of that at bombardedcast.com. But with that, we will turn out the lights and head out of the gym. Before we go, I want to implore you, the listener, to join the forums, the Discord, Twitter, and anywhere else you can find us and take part in these challenges, exercises, and other amazing conversations being had. To do that, head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some gymnastics so your players don't ask, do you even lift? Yeah.